And so I woke up the next morning and uh, our keynote speaker who was flying in from Atlanta called me and he said, what are you doing? You know, I'm a man of my word and willing to come in, but a lot of my speaker friends were canceling their conferences. He talked to me about what their leadership team was doing. And I said, well, let me seek some wise counsel, spend an hour on the phone with leaders and determine that the best thing in leading people in this situation was to do what's right for them. And that's to keep them safe. So uh, we pulled the plug at around 10 a.m. Thursday, the day before the conference. And uh, one of my advisory board members said, Doug, if you wouldn't have canceled uh, at 11 a.m., you would have by 2 p.m. Because <laughs> by that time, everything was done. And so uh, looking back, it was the right decision. It was the hard decision, but uh, it was the right thing to do. And that's what leadership's all about. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. I'm continuing with my special series that I'm calling the Quarantine Checkups, where I'm revisiting some of my friends from past episodes of Along the Way. This episode features Doug Smith, who works at Light of Life Rescue Mission, as well as being the founder of L3 Leadership. Right at the beginning of this coronavirus craziness, he had to make some very difficult decisions on how to lead his organization. He talks about that with me in this conversation. If you're new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media. And you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Now let's see how Doug is doing. Doug Smith, it's good to see you again, my friend. I know you're on the other side of Pittsburgh, and you've you've been pretty busy still during this quarantine time. But it's good to check up with you and see how things are going with you, man. John, it's an honor. And uh, yeah, I feel like work has tripled because of the coronavirus. Um, but that's a good thing for us. And uh, congratulations to you on one year of podcasting. I think I said this last time we were on, but I remember when this was just a dream in your heart and to see what you've done over the course of a year. And now you're on all these networks. It's just, uh, it's awesome, man. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I uh, look forward to seeing what God's going to do in the future uh, with this podcast. I know I was looking forward to seeing you in person, but the COVID-19 thing shut down the one-day conference that you were hosting and organizing and everything. And it was literally probably the first event that I know of that got canceled because of this. So how did that treat you? Like, tell me, tell me about that process. Because that was before it was, uh, it was like a statewide national shutdown. You had, you had some serious yeah. decisions to make. Yeah, we canceled it before it was cool to cancel everything. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, but yeah, we had sold out L3 one day and we're, we're so excited about it. And uh, it was March 13th was the conference. And so that Wednesday, um, I started getting some corporations reaching out to me and saying, hey, are you going to do anything? You know, people are starting to look to cancel things. And I saw some wise counsel and we thought, no, let's still have it. We don't need, we don't need to to do anything at that point. Well, that evening, uh, the president had a press conference and, and talked about how serious this was. And right after that, the NBA canceled their season. And so I woke up the next morning and uh, our keynote speaker who was flying in from Atlanta called me and he said, what are you doing? You know, I'm a man of my word and willing to come in, but a lot of my speaker friends were canceling their conferences and he works at, uh, it was Jeff Henderson. He works at North point church. And he talked to me about what their leadership team was doing. And I said, well, let me seek some wise counsel, spend an hour on the phone with leaders and determine that the best thing in leading people in this situation was to do what's right for them. And that's to keep them safe. So, uh, we pulled the plug at around 10 AM Thursday, the day before the conference. And, uh, one of my advisory board members said, Doug, if you wouldn't have canceled, uh, at 11 AM, you would have by 2 PM because <laughs> by that time, everything <laughs> was done. Yeah. And so uh, looking back, it was the right decision. It was the hard decision, but uh, it was the right thing to do. And that's what leadership's all about. 
Absolutely. And leadership is your lifeblood, really. I know that. So I appreciate how you have led with that whole situation and how you have communicated to everybody that has been a part of L3 one day. And I just felt that uh, you did a really good job leading through a crisis thing because the L3 one day is your big thing throughout the year. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity to have 200 plus leaders from all over come together and iron sharpens iron, enhance our skills. And so I'm looking forward to that getting rescheduled at some point, however God leads you with that. But how are you doing with the quarantine? Surprisingly, I'm, do, I'm doing well. The, the biggest challenge, and actually, for those who can't see this, uh, my four-year-old daughter, almost four-year-old daughter, is, is with me. And so my wife and I both work full-time. Um, I work at Light of Life Rescue Mission, and we are an essential organization. Yeah. Uh, we serve the homeless men, women, and children of Pittsburgh. So without us, you know, where would the homeless sleep? Where would they eat, et cetera? And we can touch on that if you want to. I'd love to, yeah. Um, so that's been the biggest challenge for, for us. It's been a, a blessing to be able to be home with the girls. But when Laura and I both have uh, meetings at the same time that are of equal importance, uh, things get challenging. Um, but fortunately, you know, everyone in the world is dealing with this. And so there's a lot of grace. And as you're giving me right now, as my oh, daughter yeah. is jumping all over me. So uh, I'm grateful for grace and uh, the opportunity to be home. But that's been the biggest challenge. But outside of that, uh, I feel like I'm three times as productive. So Oh, yeah. Helpful. You, you kind of have to be. I know that. And um, with what you're doing with Light of Life, you're reaching the homeless population in the city of Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm grateful that I have a house and a family that I'm able to quarantine with, but people that don't have any of that, what kind of services are you able to do for them? How are you helping this um, disenfranchised population? Yeah, so very early on, our leadership uh, team met and we put together a task force that meets daily. We're now down to meeting three days a week because we built a pretty solid foundation. Um, but we determined from day one that we're going to do everything we can to serve the men, women, and children that we need. And so that decision also... Um, Basically, uh, we made sure that all of our programs would be up and running, including our long-term residential programs. Now that shifted how they were run. So for instance, we have 30 women and children who live in apartments throughout the city. Well, they, don't, they can't come in with their kids and, and everything with the social distancing. So we actually uh, do casework over Zoom and things like this uh, and actually deliver packages to them. And so we've had to adjust a lot, uh, specifically around our meal ministry. We serve meals every day. We've had to extend all of our dinner and breakfast and lunch times to allow people to be served in actually three different feeding areas that we had set up uh, oh, wow. so that people could have social distance. We've had to actually, we have a tent outside the mission that we rented uh, that we allow men to sleep in so that they can uh, sleep a certain distance away from each other. So we've had to make a lot of changes and adapt a lot on the fly on a daily basis. But as of this moment, we have not had a case come into the mission and we've been able to continue to serve and be a blessing to everyone who comes to us. It's been awesome to watch our, our program staff rise to the occasion. You know, people are like, oh, is it really hard for them? Like they are like, we were born for this. This is the yeah, most exciting yeah. time of my life. And to see them lay down their lives and put their lives on the line to serve others is a great joy. Yeah. Now you're talking about how many people are you, that you're serving right now. Well, give me a, give me an estimate. Uh, if we're just talking meals, 100 to 200 people a day on average. Uh, we actually seen an increase in the people coming to and the amount of people coming to us for food and shelter. Uh, the, it's actually interesting through all this, the Allegheny County Jail released around 600 inmates uh, through this to keep them safe. And so we saw an uptick then. And so uh, we've seen a significant update. And then within all of our programs on any given night, we serve between and shelter 100 
125 to 155 people, depending on how many children are in our program. And so that's continuing in addition to everything else we're doing. Uh, we also have a street outreach team that is daily going to the street, the homeless camps bringing them hygiene kits, helping them stay clean, helping them stay safe, bringing them masks, bringing them food, bringing them clothing. So uh, the mission staff has been nonstop. So, wow. When you said that you're busier than, than ever, you weren't kidding at all. And so God's been doing a lot through you, but I want to hear what God's been doing in you. Doug, what is God saying to you today? Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting. Prior to the, this all happening, um, God actually significantly was dealing with me on, on slowing down. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is your fault? Is that what you're talking about right now? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I mean, not that it's my fault, but, no, but no, I'm, literally I'm yeah. so many leaders that, that I've, I speak with I feel like God was dealing with them on the subject of the Sabbath and actually Sabbathing, taking a full day off. There's a book going around that it's probably the best book I've read in the last five years called the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. And, uh, it started transforming my life. I started Sabbathing for the first time. I did a digital detox through that. And so really started slowing down, uh, and then on, you would think that I would slow down during this, but actually I've had to speed up because of, uh, because of our work at Light of Life. But I would just say that God's teaching me to slow down. He's teaching me what's important. And probably the overarching theme of what he's teaching Laura and I is just to have an eternal perspective. At the end of the day, eternity is all that matters. And even if this wiped out the entire planet, we would be with him. And so I think it's really causing us to say, hey, is what we're pursuing every day what God put in our heart to pursue? Or are we just doing it because we thought it was good to do? You know, fortunately, we still have our jobs. But I think this is a great opportunity for those in the body of Christ to really evaluate, God, what are you calling me to do? Was I just working for a job and a paycheck? Or was I truly living out of the calling in, that you placed on and in my life? So it's given me that and it's given me, I feel like I'm an evangelist at heart. And so it's really given me a heart just for people who are hungry for God right now. So what can we do to be a light to point people to him in this season? So he's doing a lot to say the yeah, least. That sounds like it. So Doug, one more question for you. Sure. Where do you see God's hope for tomorrow moving forward? Because obviously the world is going to look a bit different than it did before the beginning of March, whenever we decided to shut down. Yeah. Now, I, so I'm, I'm naturally an, an optimist and I always see hope. And so God is hope. Like that's it. As long as God's on the throne, as long as God is God, there is hope for you. Uh, I believe that people are going to come out better on the other side of this and more of the, the men and women that he called them to be. So I think the hope is, is following God. And I, and I think a lot of people, if they were just following God, cause they thought, Oh, if I follow God, this, this, and this will happen. I think it really challenged people to actually see like, were you building your life on God? Right. Or were you building your life on something else? And I think a lot of people had the perception that they were building their lives on God, but may have found out that it was a, on, it wasn't actually built on God. It was built on sandy ground, so to speak. You know, I was listening to a sermon by Carter Conlon in Times Square Church, and he shared about the story with Peter before he denied Christ. And he said, you know, Jesus, I would, I would die for you. I'll do anything for you. And we all know that Jesus said, hey, before the, the rooster crows three times tonight, you're going to deny me. And Peter had this perception of who he was before he denied Christ. But on the other end of that, he had this perception of who he really is without Christ. And I, and I feel like all of us have come to this conclusion in our lives that without Christ, we are nothing. We can do nothing. And I think in that place is where hope is born. Just saying, God, thank you for another day. Here I am. Use me. And uh, I get one life. It's but a vapor, the Bible says. And I want to use it for his glory. Well, Doug, thank you so much for leading so well during a time of crisis, not only at Light of Life, but with your L3 leadership group and how things are going with that. 
like I said earlier, I'm looking forward to the next time we can actually get together. However, you're going to get the L3 one day conference happening the next time. So I appreciate you letting me stop by and uh, just check in on you, my friend. Yeah, it's an honor. And uh, and yeah, we're in the middle. We're going back and forth on whether or not we do a virtual event or try to have it in person in the fall. Nobody knows what events are going to look like yet in the fall. So uh, it's a little bit of a risk. So, but thank you. And thank you for having us on. Uh, man, I love stumbling across you along the way. And uh, it's an honor. It was really good to hear how Doug is leading during a difficult time, whether it be his organization, L3 leadership, or with the Light of Life Rescue Mission. If you want to hear his full Along the Way episode, I'll be putting that link in the show notes. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way and many other great Charisma Podcast Network shows at cpnshows.com. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite app and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.